Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to grab your board, swim out in that sea of ideas, because we're ready to surf the sales pipeline with the man. Well, I don't know if he's done much surfing lately here, but he certainly is uh, in the midst of a storm up there. <laughs> I'm surfing a sea of smoke. I think right that's now. what it is. Yeah, oh, it's bad. It's I mean, it's not as bad as Portland. Like I look at our numbers, the whole like air quality index number thing is fairly new to me. You know, whereas like. A month ago, I didn't know it existed. Now I've got right. an app I look at multiple times a day. Yeah, and so it looks like San Francisco, where you know where my my family still is, like they were bad. We saw all the orange pictures last yeah. week from San Francisco. Now they're in a little better shape because they sent the, all their wind and smoke to us. And so like our numbers are <laughs> right around two hundred. <laughs> yeah, our numbers are right around two hundred, which is unhealthy. I, I saw in Portland this morning they're at like four fifty. And that just sounds real bad. Wow, um, that's like stay so, inside bad. That's like don't go outside bad. Oh, that's all. It's. I think there's. Look, this whole year, I'll tell you what. This. It's been like we're in a late night TV commercial, and Billy Mays keeps showing up, saying, "But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. And there's just something that. else that keeps coming up." I love that. Um, yeah. But we are nothing if not resilient, Paul, and we continue on. I don't know if you're happy that now we have, we're going to get a little Big Ten football. It looked like all was lost for a while. I don't know. It's just yes, I'd like to see it, but it's still very strange for me to watch them just play in an empty stadium part of the experience even when you're watching it is to see them react to the crowd and show the crowd and the people dancing or screaming or can't believe it you know i guess it can be played other ways but it doesn't seem to be the same for me i don't know about you i would agree i think cardboard fans and fake audio <laughs> fake, you know crowd noise it's it's a little eerie, but we'll get through it. Anyway, we, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We can put in some episode. fake crowd noses today if you want. We can put in no, some. No, no, but we're gonna, we're, this is going to be an authentic episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. If you are listening live, thank you very much for joining us on the Funnel Media Radio Network, making us part of your work day. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks so much for subscribing and downloading. You can find us anywhere. Fine podcasts are available in all episodes of Sales Pipeline Radio, past, present, and future, always available up at Sales Pipeline Radio. Dot com. We are featuring each week some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing today. Absolutely no different. Very excited to have with us the CEO of Badger Maps, a multiple time now guest of Sales Pipeline Radio, Steve Benson. Steve, how you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining. I'm excited to have you on. And I mean, this is honestly, this has kind of been, this has been a busy year for you, um, not only navigating your business through this, but I know you continue to have, you know, your podcast, Outside Sales Talk. You created a sales hall of fame earlier this year. So lots to talk about. And I think, you know, for the first time in maybe 10, 11 plus years, in addition to, uh, you know, a pandemic, we've got, you know, rough economic times. And so you're in the heart of this, helping people think about how to sell in recessionary times. What are some of the things you've learned this year? Well, I mean, uh, I think we've all learned a lot this year. I think tenacity and keeping going and getting things, making things happen are key things that I've, that I've tried to focus on myself. I think there are a ton of new challenges that sales leaders that are facing in the bad economy here and in, in the down economy. And I think that that's kind of been a major area that I've been focusing on in addition to running Badger Maps is focusing on helping people get through those times and, and figure out what actions they need to take to overcome the challenges they've got and how to figure out how to coach their teams in these times, how to reduce costs if they have to, how to work on their messaging for these new times, things like that. Well, and I think you've got how much of that is, has been 
something you've been doing within your own organization as well. I think we've all been faced with headwinds this year in terms of shifting demand, shifting way people sell, opportunity and challenges. So how, you know, some of the advice that you have that you're giving to the outside world, how much of that has you had to apply to your own business as well? And sort of how's that sort of drinking your own champagne there? What's that been like this year? Drinking champagne or eating my own dog food? I'm not sure which one it is, but... uh... A lot of the ideas that I've been bringing out to people have, uh, on, on this topic have been things that I've implemented. Things like, how do you change your messaging to better fit with the world and, and the mindset that your customers and prospects are in, in a down economy versus a good one? We changed our messaging, and I've, that's one thing that I've been coaching people to make a shift there. Basically, most people's messaging, especially in a good economy, is is often some version of will help you do better. You see it all over the place, right? And I think they need to change their messaging to will help you do more with less. And then then you need to go about showing your prospects exactly how much in terms of dollars you'll be able to help them do more with less. Could be less money, manpower, resources, whatever. But so, and we went through this exercise ourselves. It's a good example that when times are good, the sales team and the marketing team at Badger, their their message is, hey, we're going to, we'll help you sell 20% more with your field sales team. And we shifted that messaging to, with Badger Maps, your outside sales team can generate the same revenue, even though your team is 20% smaller. There's a huge difference in these two things, even though it's basically saying the same thing. We're going to help you do better, but the one of these messages resonates way more with prospects in a down economy than the other. Yeah, we've certainly noticed across with our own sales process as well as with a lot of clients that, you know, people are still buying from many industries, you know, they're still moving forward and trying to be careful about how they move forward. But your ability to narrow in on a more precise, a narrower set of objectives that the prospect is pursuing, uh, your ability to communicate some shorter time to value, even if you have a longer term value proposition to be able to communicate how your solution, your product, whatever it is, is going to help someone in the short term becomes even more important. I've even heard people use the term compassionate urgency, right? To sort of, you know, respect the moment that we're all in with kids doing school at home and people still losing their jobs but sort of still taking control of the selling opportunity and taking control of the prospects outcomes. Where do you think that balance is still today? I mean, there was a period back in March where we're like, well, it's ethical to be selling right now, given that everything's falling down. We're well past that period, but you know, what's the right balance between pushing for your sales number and still having some empathy for your customer? Well, yeah, I mean, I think empathy is probably one of the key words of the day here, right? But uh, and everyone's talking about empathy right now. But I think that we do need to move on and put our heads down and, and grind things out and make things happen with our customers and be willing to sell. I mean, a lot of times when you're selling, the reason you're selling something is because you have something of value that's going to help their business do better. And whether it's going to help them save money or make more money, there's a reason you have a product or service. And your message wouldn't resonate with them in the first place if it wasn't going to improve them. And everybody needs to improve right now. We all have to sharpen our swords, work harder, work smarter, make improvements where we can. We're not all doctors and researchers out there, right, that are going to make the world better from a disease perspective. The world's got to eat and and function. And, And our job is to make the world function and make the economy run I think you do have to feel good about getting out there and selling right now because if you're marketing or you're selling, you're bringing that value that you have to the world. 
talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Stephen Benson. He's the CEO of Badger Maps. And I know these top concepts of sort of helping sales leaders sort of navigate through difficult markets, difficult times, economic and otherwise. You've put together a course for sales management on this. Can you talk a little bit about that course, who it's for, and where people can learn more about it? So I originally had a course just on how to be a, a sales manager. And I've done a bunch of videos and trainings. One of the more professional ones became a LinkedIn course, more professional because they have a, a really professional team that <laughs> that put it together for me. But so I, I just had to show up and, and talk. But so LinkedIn bought this learning course, Linda. I've got a course on sales management on there. If you go to the Badger Maps YouTube channel, there's a bunch of stuff there. And then on the podcast, of course, Outside Sales Talk. But I shifted a lot of that messaging and a lot of, like I did a bunch of research and gave a bunch of thought to, okay, so how can you be a sales leader in a time of crisis? What are the new challenges that you're facing? What areas do you need to coach? How do you best coach? How do you change your messaging with your customers? What can you do to to go after new customers? If you have to reduce costs, if you're told by your CEO or CFO, hey, we've got to cut costs on your team as a VP of sales or a VP of marketing. What's the best way to approach that problem? So I've been speaking a lot on this, and there's a bunch of resources available. One of the easier ways to get access to all of it is just on the podcast, I've done a couple of episodes that really directly address this stuff. But that's been something I've been spending a lot of time on. Yeah, I love that. And we'll definitely put links to your podcast and that uh, some of those new classes up on the uh, the notes for uh, this episode of Sales Pipeline Radio as well. You know, I think, look, I mean, even companies that are facing tighter resources, it doesn't mean necessarily that you can't go out and sell, you can't do business. And, you know, Stephen, I think that there's sometimes the fact that you have tighter resources, I mean, strategy is about choosing. So your ability to go and sort of say, okay, I've got fewer things I can spend money on, I've got fewer dollars to go and commit. Is that helping companies be smarter and ultimately better at sales and marketing right now? Well, yeah, I mean, I think People are needing needing to get smarter and need to, need to approach their problems in a different way. And, and you see people making changes to the way they're doing things. A good example is qualification. I think it's qualification and qualifying deals is more important now than ever. And, and people are making that shift to, to doing it better because they have to, right? There's, you know, because if there's a, a reason that you can't do a deal here and with, with this deal that you're working right now, there isn't time to waste on sales cycles that aren't going to be successful for whatever reason. And so figuring what those things are, whatever the reasons are, and identifying them early and, uh, and, and qualifying deals out is really important right now. And, and people are generally honest, right? They're your prospects and your customers, they don't want to disappoint you until you know. But if you ask the right questions, you can get them to, uh, to qualify themselves. And so you know, how do you do that? You, you can ask someone, well, the, the people that I work with generally come in two categories. There's category one, they're leaning towards moving forward right now. And category two, they're leaning towards being worried about making changes in these times, and they've got something that keeps them from making a change in these times. Which category are you in? That will often get you the answer that you need from someone and, and allow you to know if they're going to be able to move forward and do business with you right now. Love it. Well, we got to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be back with more with proud Wisconsin Badger Paul, uh, Stephen Benson, CEO of Badger Maps. Um, I just literally just made that kind of context. We'll have to see. Is that why we're, the company's called Badger Maps? We'll be back on Sales Pipeline Radio. <laughs> How do you 
continue to drive predictable revenue in an increasingly unpredictable time. Creating a revenue growth engine is no small task, nor is it one that can be done overnight. And these days it can feel harder than ever to hit your stride. So how can you overcome the obstacles? Read the new research report on the state of predictable revenue growth from Sixth Sense and Heinz Marketing. Get it now at hub.sixcents.com slash prg. That's hub.sixcense.com slash prg. Okay, I'm anxious to find out if we're going to let Steve Benson continue because if he's a badger, I might have to badger him here as an old Wolverine fan. So I, I literally had not made this connection before because I think, Stephen, I did not know that you went to, to Wisconsin. And so for a for a Wisconsin graduate with a degree in geography to create a company <laughs> called Badger Maps, it all makes sense now. Is that a coincidence or am I, is this a direct correlation here? That is the reason. Uh, I'm, I'm not full of surprises. I'm kind of <laughs> – you couldn't get much more predictable, really, like a, kind of a sale – a sales guy who went to the University of Wisconsin who majored in geography made a sales tool for mapping people or for <laughs> a mapping tool for salespeople. Yep, that called it Badger. Yep, yep. Very predictable. I, I never said I was creative, really. I never, that's, <laughs> I never claimed that. Oh, no, look, you're talking to a guy who named his company Heinz Marketing. Clearly, we are not a branding firm, okay? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I was first going out and sort of hanging out my own shingle, you know, 12 years ago, it was just me and a laptop, and a friend of mine had a marketing agency, and he called it Jones Advertising. And I said, well, I said, was there a reason why you wanted to call it that? He said, yeah, my name is Mark Jones, and we do advertising. I'm like, good enough. Heinz Marketing it is. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's sometimes funny. I was uh, you can overthink this stuff for sure. I was on, on, uh, on, on naming her company, and I kind of, I brainstormed and whiteboarded and brainstormed and whiteboarded and ended up kind of using her first name and the thing that she does uh, and of Los Angeles, because I think that from an SEO perspective and a communicating with her customers perspective and her name was good. Like it just, it was, it was like, this is probably going to be the best choice for you because people are going to Google the thing you do and of LA or Los Angeles and Google's going to point them right to you every time. Perfect. So. We got a few more minutes here with Stephen Benson. He's the CEO of Badger Maps. We're talking about sort of things sales action sales leaders can take in a recession. And, you know, so we're recording this kind of mid to late September. And for those on a calendar fiscal year, probably starting to think a little bit about 2021. And for the first time in a few years, it's a lot more hazy than I think we've had. I think in better economic conditions, when we're kind of in that straightaway of the race, we just keep going forward and we don't have as many headwinds. Really hard to kind of think about is this going to continue? Is it going to get better? Like, how do I create goals, sales goals, revenue goals for the organization that are clear and achievable? Like what, you know, as you talk to sales leaders, what's your advice on how they are creating forecasts right now? Forecasting's tough. I mean, right now, I think forecasting is always hard, but it's extra hard right now. You know, sales is the lifeblood of an organization. From a, you know, revenue is, is where all the money that pays for all the things comes from. And you do need to be accurate, as accurate as you can. But this is not precedented. I mean, VPs of sales should not be being fired right now for being off on their estimates, in, in my opinion, because it's, it's really hard. I guess more importantly on KPIs, I wouldn't just be focused on lagging KPIs like current revenue. That is a reflection of what has been done up till this point. I think that as a sales leader, it's more important to um, realign your focus on forward-looking KPIs. So 
the things that are going to predict what's going to happen in the future. And, and that feeds into forecasting as well. But, you know, if your team's having trouble pipeline building, you need to be very focused on kind of lead gen type KPIs for the sales teams, like meet, qualified meetings scheduled or opportunities logged, or maybe you're more middle of the funnel. That's where you're seeing the challenges. So you're, you're looking at like you're counting KPIs around number of presentations or proposals to the right decision makers. If it's margins that you're, maybe your margins are compressing, start tracking discounts on every deal, figure out why you need a discount to there, and then, then think about protecting your margins with value selling skill training or negotiation training. But all these other KPIs, they're all ultimately secondary metrics to revenue and forecasting what the revenue is going to have, going to actually be. But if you focus too much on counting anything other than revenue or dollars, so revenue dollars or profit, then you can get really skewy results in terms of your your reps can start focusing on things that aren't revenue producing. And so while this all needs to be like measured and coached around, I, I don't recommend putting too much weight in terms of like the comp plan on anyone in charge of closing deals on, on these other types of metrics like proposals or proposals given or presentations to qualified buyers or whatever. Because if you shift the comp plan, you'll end up getting more proposals but not necessarily more sales because your reps will kind of optimize themselves around those metrics. So I think they're important, but not necessarily so important. You should change the comp plan to focus on it. Well, I think it's highly, I think that's really good advice. And I think it's highly likely that no matter what plan you put in place, like we don't know what's going to happen in our markets. We don't know what's going to happen in terms of a second wave here in the U.S. and what how that's going to impact everyone from your buyers and whether they're willing to spend money. I mean, I've seen plenty of companies that are sort of full steam ahead, but are hedging their bets from a cash standpoint to make sure if they need to go into cash conservation mode again, that they can do that. We're talking about things sales leaders can do in a recession and in tough economic times. And a leader wears a lot of hats. And I want to talk about the coaching hat for a minute, because I think a lot of sales leaders and sales managers, unfortunately, probably spend more time managing than they do coaching. And coaching has gotten a lot more difficult, a lot more complex right now. You've got sales reps that if they were in the field, they're no longer doing that right now. So their emotions have changed. Their rhythm has changed. We're all worried about our families and, you know, our friends and those we love and trying to make sure that they're safe and we're staying safe. While we're trying to hit a number that's harder to hit than it's been in a while. So as a sales coach, how do you sort of balance like a driver results with having some empathy and grace with your team as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, empathy is the word of the year for 2020, right? I think you do have to approach your team in an empathetic way. You need to communicate clearly with them and transparently. But at the same time, coaching and up-leveling your team's skills is more important in economic times that are difficult than any other time. Really, any time of change, you've got to retool the team. You've got to help them develop new skills. And in this economy, we're certainly looking at an adjustment phase in most organizations. And I think that's a time when I kind of think all sales leaders and managers, frontline or, or up the chain, should be spending about 50% of their time coaching their team. And this is a, a great time to, to ask yourself, as a sales leader, am I doing that? Is half my time being spent up-leveling my team and coaching them? And coaching is a broad word, right? could be yeah. pre-call strategizing, could be post-call debriefing, joint calls or ride-alongs or opportunity-specific coaching. It could be any of these things. Anything that makes your rep better counts towards that 50% coaching rule of thumb. In terms of what needs to be coached, I guess that's 
depends by team and industry, but I, I think it's more important now than ever before. But negotiation comes to mind as a no-brainer thing. Like everyone needs to learn how to defend their margins and sell the value of their product right now more than ever. I mean, in a tough economy, that's a good negotiation training will have a great ROI right now uh, for a sales team. I think another area that is worth looking at, every sales manager needs to coach on is, is building pipeline, right? I mean, we often need to relearn how to prospect and rethink who we're selling to in a bad economy. The best buyers for our product or service have often and likely shifted a little bit or, or sometimes a ton, right? The good news is I think people are picking up the phone and, and people are engaging with vendors in a way that we haven't seen in decades for a lot of reasons. I mean, they have, they have time to evaluate new vendors. They're motivated to find new vendors because they, you know, they have very visceral problems they need to be solved right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think coaching and, and approaching this with, with empathy um, and pipeline building and rethinking with your team how you're attacking the market is a great use of a sales leader's time right now. Yeah, I agree. Well, we just got a couple more minutes here. Our guest today, Stephen Benson, uh, definitely check him out. Uh, BadgerMapping.com, really great technology. And these guys are continuing to do some great stuff, not only with the tools that they offer, but also with um, with your podcast and the content that you create. So thank you for that. Qu- quick last question for before we have to wrap up. Definitely not the year that we all expected to have. A lot of our habits and plans have changed. What's one thing you miss from the beginning of the year that you're looking forward to getting back to? And what's one thing you do not miss that because you haven't you know, had to experience or do it this year that you're not looking, fact to, looking forward to making part of your new normal moving forward? Well, I guess I don't miss commuting. If there's one silver lining to 2020, it's that we're uh, commuting a lot less. I miss a lot of things in, in life, but uh, from a business perspective, I think what I really miss is the ability to get people around the table to attack a problem and make a decision. I think that something I miss is just the ability, like outside sales, like meeting people in person and getting, so I guess it's both. It's getting internal people around the table to make a decision and move things forward and being able to sit down externally with people like, you know, prospects, customers, and hammer things out and get things worked out. Being remote creates more cycles in terms of getting things done internally at a company. But and from a sales perspective, it, it lengthens sales cycles. It makes it harder to build deep relationships. It yeah. makes it harder to maintain relationships. The connections you have over the phone or over Zoom or whatever, they're just clunky and awkward. And I, I will not miss going back to in-person meetings where, where you really have a, the opportunity to understand the other person sitting across the table from you, if it's a customer, understand their problems and and uh, just have those social interactions that think it, it's so important for humans to be able to tap into in order to create real lasting relationships, you know, and not, and not to mention like from a sales perspective, and there's so many things like re- they're reading the room for objections and gauging how a, your customer really feels in person. You just can't do that over the phone, right? And You can't. Yeah, and so, I think the call, we got to run here. But the I think whenever we ask that question, the answer comes back to some version of, I miss people. <laughs> I love my yeah. family, and I'm glad we're staying safe. But whether it's, you know, going for a walk, going to the bar, going out to a restaurant, getting to back out and sort of seeing people in person in a business environment, uh, we'll get there eventually. But uh, I know we got to run right now. Uh, thank you so much to our guest, uh, Stephen Benson, CEO of Badger Maps. Uh, you can check them out at badgermapping.com. We got some great guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but for today, we're out of time. For my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines, and this has been Sales Pipeline Radio.
Hey, you're listening to another great example of Sales Pipeline Radio right here on the Funnel Radio Network. We're at work listeners like you.